The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kubule Agbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani, alongside Paul Brack, DJ Pauly B. What, what? <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Happy official national or early signing day. We will definitely get you guys all up to speed with everything that Hawaii football has landed. But we'll do our extensive recap show tomorrow. Probably effort getting maybe Coach Chef for a special ride or die time as well. Who knows? We'll see what happens at the end of the today. But we got a real treat for you guys in this Christmas week. As we mentioned earlier uh, throughout the week promoting it, we have the one, the only head skipper of Hawaii Pacific University, Dane Fujinaka. What's up, Dane? Woo! Thank you. That's a phenomenal. Yes. I need to do your get you out for uh, our walk up, our walk up uh, introduction. (laughs) Hey, I've been making that like try to be known for some of the Stan Sheriff Center (laughs) events. So there we go. I'm just I'm I'm rocking and rolling with this, Paul. What I'm taking from all of this is that every single guest we've had has concurred that you have this like great introductory <laughs> presence voice and creativity to be ready to make sure everybody feels on the tip top ready to go whenever they're in here in the den so another one uh check it off for you cool good job <laughs> hey it's all about having fun right yep. sports are supposed all to be about fun the energy. that's what we are doing here but no dane thank you so much for making the time to join us this morning and really wet and rainy and i know you came over from ypl beat me to the studio so <laughs> Hey, congrats to you. You were the first yeah. in-studio guest that we've had that had beat me to the studio. So there oh, you go. Oh, let's go. Early. I'm, I'm proud of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a main coaching thing, huh? Like yeah, being, in yeah. being on time, number one rule. Yeah. But no, how As is it? it should be, to be totally fair. Yeah. 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 What was What is the saying? You're, you're on time if you're early, you're late if you're on time. Correct. There you go, kids. That's the number one rule. Yeah. Um, all right. So- you know wet weather outside though how's your christmas holidays season going so far good good um a lot of downtime this is kind of our time as as coaches uh college coaches that we get to kind of relax and have family time um you know no no baseball activity besides you know a little bit of recruiting and um fundraising and you know all the all the behind the administrative stuff um we get to take care of but for the most part, this is a really good time for us to kind of relax and spend time with family. All right. So if you guys have a question for Dane throughout the show, be sure you can text us at 808-888-KGU1. That's 808-888-5481. We already did get a text message this morning. It does have to do with the program itself. So we'll get to it to the second through the second half of the program. But usually the first half with our in-studio guests, we just want to you know, our audience to learn about them as an individual, as a person, and then that will lead to, you know, hopefully the interest in the program. So the most important question for any guest that is from here, where are you from and what school you went? (laughs) (laughs) So I was born, uh, born and raised in Aiea, Hawaii, um, here. So I grew up playing, you know, uh, Aia Little League, Aia Pony, and then uh, went to Mid Pack uh, from sixth grade 
uh, all the way to um, to graduated there. Played under Coach Don, and um, I'm a very proud alumni of of Mid Pacific. I know that's like that's. Uh, by the way, shout out to Coach Dunn though. Wasn't he just shout uh, out to Coach Dunn? He was just elected into I have it here National High School Baseball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. Yeah, I saw you retweet that, and he's definitely well known in the baseball community here. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's the greatest of all time. I mean <laughs> I I can't say enough great things about him. I mean I I you know from sixth grade. I mean it was always you know the reason why we came to Mid Pass to play for him and. Um, no, he's just the, the amount of values that he taught me and, you know, the rest of my teammates and people before me and after me is just incredible. So I'm, I'm super happy for him. And I know he's, uh, he told me yesterday he's getting inducted and next year in Florida. So that's something I I'll definitely be able to make and wouldn't be able to, wouldn't, wouldn't miss that for sure. So yeah, congrats to him. We're joined by HPU baseball head coach Dane Fujinaka this morning. And so, Dane, tell us a little bit about um, just what got you into baseball. Are you, do you come from a lineage of baseball players or do like you have siblings or whatnot that played baseball or softball as well? What what is the where did the love of baseball come from? Oh, um, well, I, I actually I, I re- specifically remember I liked soccer more than I liked baseball growing up. <laughs> Um, mainly because it was probably more active, you know, when you're four or five years old and, you know, I didn't, I didn't like baseball. I, I, so I, I have a, um, naturally short, uh, like I, I don't have a, a good, uh, frustration tolerance <laughs> and in baseball, obviously you need a really high frustration tolerance. So growing up, um, you know, my dad actually forced me to play baseball and the, the only way he got me to play baseball is he told me, he goes, Hey, you want to make a lot of money? baseball players make the most most money in you know any professional sport so you know naturally that's kind of that's kind of how i got into it but um you know as i gotten older i i noticed i i'm not fast you know I, i'm not big so basketball and football were kind of out of the picture um you know i i, I didn't um jive with contact sports as much because i had a temper so <laughs> you know that i would get mad when 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 guys would foul me in basketball yeah. you know when guys would try to steal the ball in soccer um getting in the fights was was uh was a little bit of an issue when i was younger <laughs> so with my whether it was my sister or you know with, with anybody um so baseball was kind of picked by default there just to just to chill out a little bit <laughs> <laughs> like wait a minute am i interviewing dane or alan mia right now it's oh like kind of the same person right now yeah, with the temperament yeah. in baseball <laughs> yeah so that's kind of that's kind of um how i got into it and then um, you know, my uncle, my uncle Grant Sugai played, uh, baseball and football at, at UH. So he was, you know, helped coach me when I was younger. My dad played baseball, uh, uh, at, at the youth age. So he coached me all the way up and yeah, I just, uh, kind of the only sport I was decent at. <laughs> <laughs> and so you mentioned you have a sister. Do you have any other siblings? Uh, no, just one sister. She played softball at IA. My cousin, um, so my uncle's daughter, Dory Sugai, she oh, yeah. played at um, UH uh, softball. Yeah, Monolua grad. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So baseball family. And are you the older sibling, younger I'm sibling? I'm the older, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, were you one of the protective older brothers? Uh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I, I was I was definitely hard on my sister. He um, made sure his sisters could protect themselves. Yeah, <laughs> oh, she definitely you know? can. She, she would, she would, yeah, she's feistier than I am. Um <laughs> But no, she, 
yeah, she she's got two two kids now, and she's a great mother. But yeah, she I tough love was definitely how how her and I relationship went, and yeah, she she's she's solid now. All right, <laughs> so you mentioned having a temper in baseball, especially. What is the craziest thing you have overreacted to? <laughs> overreacted or to. have so, done like in your playing time yeah. that you may or may not regret. <laughs> okay, so I definitely don't regret this. <laughs> one of the highlights of my career, and still to this day, I see it every year at least once. So when I was at Sac State, um, you you guys have probably seen the video, but this is 2013. We we're playing UC Riverside, and there's a big brawl that I was in. Um, our, 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 we got in a rundown and, um, a guy named Andrew Ayers was my teammate, uh, tagged the guy and, and the runner for UC Riverside grabbed his, grabbed his glove and tried to rip his glove off. Um, so my, my teammate pushed him off and, and the guy came back and just falsed him in the jaw. Glasses flew off. Kind of like the, um, the, uh, uh, Jose, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. the, uh, the anyway, Bautista. yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. the Bautista one, Bautista Odor, Odor one, yeah, very similar. And then we, uh, yeah, I, I kind of jumped in and tried to get a couple punches underneath. Um, it, <laughs> it, it stand it, up for your guy. It kind of looked like I was tickling my own teammate though. That that was the only problem. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, that that was. If it looked that way, you might have gotten out, you know, relatively scot free, right? I did. I Boom, did. Look so, at that. So I, I don't, smarter now. I didn't harder. get suspended. I I got to play the next day, which is awesome. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I see that video. And I'm like, gosh, that was that was a moment right there. My parents are in the stands, and I, I'll never forget that. that. Was that was a good time? <laughs> I wouldn't regret that either. By the way, like I I hear that, and I hear you guys were in the right. Your guy got hit first, and you were standing up for a teammate. That's 100. Oh, that's everything I would 100%. want in my guys. Like as a coach, I'd want my players to do that too. I'm not. We're not getting punked by another team. Heck no, no, we're not condoning, you know, instigating no, it or anything. No instigation, but, no yeah, violence, but also stick up, up for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, when you're tickling your own teammates. Yeah, and tickle your own teammates so you don't get suspended. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. No, but tell us a little bit about, yeah, your, um, so going from mid-pack and then what allowed, or how did you choose where you ended up playing collegiately? Yeah, so... Um, my goal, you know, out of high school, I was, I was undersized. I knew the big leagues wasn't probably an option for me. Um, so my goal was to play Division One baseball. And, um, you know, I, I told myself the first team to offer me a scholarship, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go. So I had a, I had a couple walk-on offers from um, Southern Utah. Uh, Coach Eldridge was there at the time, local guy. And um, uh, Arizona, University of Arizona had, had a walk-on opportunity at and. Uh, but anyway, Sac State offered me a, a the minimum scholarship uh, that I could get, and it was a Wooey school, so it was, it was cheap already. Mm-hmm. Um, and the coach called me, and Dad Johnson was his name, and offered me a scholarship, and I took it on the spot. My parents are in the car, and they're like trying to tell me to wait and think about <laughs> it. I'm like, no, this is I'm I'm going, and they're in the whack at the time. Right. So you know that year they actually came to Hawaii and got smacked. That was when Colton Wong was there, and. Um, yeah, I was. I, I definitely wasn't regretting my decision, but I was. I, I was sitting in the stands and you know wearing the, the only Sac State shirt in, at last, and was getting ragged on. And you know, actually, uh, the following year we we swept UH at at our place. So and then UH left our left the WAC. Yeah. So it was unfortunate I didn't get to come home to play. But yeah, I had a great time at Sac State. Uh, Reggie Christensen, who's the head coach there still, um, has had I think 
nine or ten uh, consecutive 30, 31 seasons <laughs> now. So I think they're, you know, the uh, only team to do that in California, from my understanding. It's um, that's hard to do in general. Really hard, yeah, yeah. At the, especially at the Division One level. I mean, it's so competitive, and the WAC is is really good now. And um, yeah, I got to play with some some big leaders. Reese Hoskins was my classmate oh. there. Uh, Sam Long, who was with the A's this past year. Uh, Nate Lukes, who was with the Blue Jays this past year. So, yeah, I, I played with some really good guys and met some really good people up there. That's awesome. All right, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we are joined in studio for the hour by HPU baseball head coach Dane Fujinaka, and we will be right back. Back to more Wake Up in the Den with Kukule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den. Kukulea Agbayani, Paul Brecht, and our special in-studio guest, HPU Baseball head coach Dane Fujinaka. All right, we've been talking a little bit about uh, your childhood and going over to Sac State, but you did finish your collegiate career at Menlo and then got your degree in sports management there. So tell us a little bit about like going the decision or what went behind going from Sac State to Menlo. Yeah, so I spent four years at Sac State, um, had a Tremendous time. We won our first ever uh, conference championship in 2014. We won the WAC, um, went to a regional, beat Arizona State in the regional, which was awesome. Um, and then uh, played there in 2015. And then uh, my last year, I had like one semester left to finish school. Um, I was actually just going to finish school and, and be done. Um, but uh, 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 an assistant, Jake McKinley, who I played for at Sac State, he was an assistant there. Uh, got the head coaching job at Menlo College. And actually, Menlo is the first ever school to ever recruit me uh, out of any school. Huh. Yeah. So they, they have a really big population of Hawaii kids that mm. go there. Um, but anyway, Jake Jake was there, um, and he'd been a, a, a favorite of mine, you know, even when I was at Sac State. So he kind of heard that I was going to hang it up and um, invited me down, which is about two hours from Sac State in the Bay Area. And um, just t- told me, he said, Hey, just watch practice. And you know, if you don't want to come, I get it. <laughs> it was an NEIA program. Um, and yeah, so I went down, you know, with really no expectations and I, I just wanted to say hi to him, honestly, and, um, notice how much fun they were having. And I, I, it just like sparked my, my interest and, and, um, you know, I, I went down there and, uh, I wanted to play for him again. So, you know, that year, uh, we had Ashkan Kuhalua, who I actually recruited. So I get a lot of recruiting credit for recruiting Ash. Um, <laughs> but uh, funny story there, too. So uh, that summer before I went into Menlo, uh, Dan Cox, the recruiting coordinator last year for UH, was a brave scout and had an open tryout on Oahu. And um, I, I went just to, you know, to uh, help out and, and catch some, some guys. And Ash um, had brought over his cousin from Kauai at the time he was working at TSA and I think he was 20, 24, 25. And, you know, he was, he asked one of the scouts if he could throw and he gets on the mound and starts chucking 95 and nobody has, nobody has any idea who he is. He's, he's wearing like an Aloha shirt. He's wearing Crocs on at this at K Lagoon too. And, um, he was a story of that tryout. You know, it was, it was like the rookie, you know, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Old rookies. Yeah. You know, so oh and he had struck. He was he was punching out like a Kael Alivia, like 
big time college yeah. players and you know so <laughs> i heard him talking with um with one of the news guys and he said that he had college eligibility left and i was like what how how, how is that possible yeah. you know so i called up jake my, my coach at menlo and i i knew we were looking for pitching still so he called ash i actually found him on instagram through a mutual friend playing softball and uh jake offered him a scholarship ash comes to menlo and ends up being like the pitcher of the year like leads the country in strikeouts has a chance to sign <laughs> professionally but crazy story so anyway um we were really good at menlo we were ranked in the top 10 i think at, at one point and led the country in home runs and had a had a phenomenal experience there and loved loved every bit of it um and then i started coaching there under, under jake he's he's the reason why i got into coaching See, kids, don't get distracted these days by the all the glitz and glamours. You want to have fun 100%. when you're playing in college, too. That's a big thing that I think is getting lost right now, and hopefully it starts getting back there where it should be. I, I, yeah, yeah. I was curious just the difference between the two levels. You mentioned playing at D1 and then NAIA, and mm-hmm. obviously when it comes to collegiate athletics, there's this stigma that if you don't go D1, and I'm sure that you have worked against it, obviously, at the Division II level. If you don't go D1, then, you know, it doesn't matter. And you got an experience at the D1 level, but also an experience at the NAIA level. And it sounded like it was good. So I was hoping you could continue yeah. to share just, if you want, the differences between the two, but also maybe some of the similarities uh, sure. in, in your experiences there. Yeah, I, I this is a, a big topic, especially in the recruiting process that, you know, I, I typically share. But I mean, when I was at Sac State, I played with, you know, a few big leaguers, like I was mentioning, um, and the competition was great. And obviously, I think across the board, the reason why there's level is, is it is better competition across the board at the Division One level than you go down to the Division Two and, and so on. Um, but specifically at Menlo College, I mean, when I played, uh, you know, we had Ash, like I said, who is a 95 mile an hour arm that you typically don't even see at the division one level. Um, the following year in 2017, we had two big leaguers on that team, Lucas Ursag, who's with the A's this past year. And then Jason Alexander, who's, uh, I think came up with Milwaukee. Um, but we had two big leaguers on an NAIA team. I think we had, so we had a second rounder in Ursag, and then we had a ninth rounder was our shortstop, uh, both, Cal Berkeley kickbacks, um, but really across the board, we had all Division One, uh, Division One caliber players, uh, and we came in, I think, fourth in the in the GSAC conference that year. So Jeez. that just goes to show how how talented that conference was. I think you know Michael Stefanik was at Westmont, who's a big leaguer for the Angels. Uh, Jose Rojas was a big leaguer out of Vanguard that year. Um, so yeah, I mean. I think it just depends, you know, but there's definitely talent everywhere. And it, it, you know, I, I obviously wanted to play professionally and never got that opportunity at Sac State. Just probably just, you know, not playing, I I playing against, you know, better competition with my teammates. But when I went to Menlo, um, I actually filled out a few questionnaires to play professionally. Um, And I think that was because we had a second rounder on our team. So every single practice and game, there's 25, 30 (laughs) scouts, every single one. Um, so I got to play in front of, I had more professional exposure at an NEIA school uh, with 700 people in the school than I did at, at a, a school of 30,000 people at the division one level. So, you know, I think, I think it just depends, but you know, I, like Kula was saying, it's, it's definitely not, 
entirely about the baseball. You know, it's it's about the full experience. And, um, you know, I, I had just as good as an experience at Menlo College as I did at Sac State. And it's ultimately comes down to, you know, the people. You, you mm-hmm. hear that a lot. It's, you know, it's, you know, whether it's your job or your team, it's it's really about the people you're you're around. Um, and I truly believe that. And that's, you know, definitely something I try to create at HPU um, and tell our recruits is winning at the end of the day does not matter what level you're at. You know, it feels the exact same. And I remember Coach Dunn, going back to Coach Dunn, you know, the biggest achievement that, you know, he would say is winning a state championship. He's like, if I could wrap that feeling in a bottle and sell it, I would be a billionaire. And <laughs> I never got a chance to win a state championship. But, you know, that that's always been my goal was to, you know, win and rep, be the best in the state. You know, that's that's kind of boy people's pride, right? <laughs> um, and even winning a championship at Sac State was awesome. But, you know, winning games at Menlo College was just as – felt just as good. Wins your question. Yeah. yeah, wins are wins at the end of the day. Oh, 100%. Like you said, it, it really does come down to the people. So I'm glad. I just wanted to get that straight from somebody who has lived it, obviously, at the D1 level, now at the D2 level coaching. You've seen baseball all the way up to the professional ranks. So I think it's important for people to understand that baseball is baseball, and sports are sports, really, at the end of the day, if you put in the work and a little bit of luck checks your way too. things yeah. can still end up being pretty good yeah no doubt i mean even when i was with the blue jays we won um when i was coach managing the dominican summer league and you know before i actually not a lot of people know this but before i i got the hpu job or during that time when i was interviewing for this job um the blue jays tried to try to keep me with the blue jays and i, I love that organization phenomenal organization and um they asked me if there's anything that they can do to keep me. And, <laughs> you know, one of the um, the offers was to move up levels because a lot of coaches, you know, want to want to move up to AAA or the big leagues or whatever. And I actually told them I didn't want to leave. I like if I want to if I was going to stay, I'd want to stay at that lower level. Um, and the only reason was because winning was really important. And those kids, it's their first um, experience playing on an actual team, the, the mm-hmm. Latin kids. So, you know, they play every game as if it's the World Series. And that's, that's awesome. for me, the environment that I want to be in. You know, that's why I love college baseball. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, I mean, winning at no matter what level you're at. And I, we're, we're umpiring a Pinto tournament, uh, <laughs> volunteering umpiring a Pinto to our guys. And, you know, it's, it's just amazing to see how competitive it is. You know, even, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, umpiring i i haven't been that nervous in a really long time i love it oh uh, and you know it's it's that's what that's what competition is all about you know it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day it's it's baseball so what made you want to get into coaching originally so like i mentioned jake mckinley um kind of my my mentor or you know he's one of my best friends now he is my head coach at menlo um honestly he just kind of said hey what do you think about about coaching i never thought about it um i mean people being a catcher it's kind of Mm -hmm. you know i guess people say it's natural or i I have the personality to you know take on more of a coaching role but um really it was it was him kind of throwing that idea and he offered uh to have me on staff the following year and uh yeah i mean i i just saw the relationships that he was able to build with with me and and the other players on the team and um 
saw the impact that he was, you know, he was making. And, you know, I guess I wanted to, to try that out and see what it was like. And, you know, I, I tried it out that year and it was, it was awesome. You know, I, I, and I credit a lot of that to, to him giving me those opportunities. Cause I think I got really lucky with, you know, um, being able to get my foot in the door that early, you know, being a young coach. And then the following year I, I was a volunteer at Sac state, um, under Reggie Christensen, which was another big step. And then after that, I was a full-time assistant, which there are only, you know, at the time, 600 full-time division one coaching positions in the country. Um, so, and I was 25 at the time. So I, I, I think just a combination of getting really lucky and with the opportunity, cause we all know it's not, you know, the money isn't necessarily there <laughs> when you're, when you're starting off coaching, yeah. but, um, I think just, the the, um, the, the impact that, you know, I was seeing, I was making on, on the, on the kids. And at the time was my former teammates. Um, and you know, I was, I guess a little good at it. I, I, I'd, I'd like to think so, uh, that's kind of, I guess the reason why. And, um, you know, I, 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 I'd seen just kind of the, the talent in Hawaii and, and felt that, you know, if I ever did get an opportunity to come back here, you know, I, I felt like I wanted to, to build something up. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the reason why. I love it. Hey, and obviously in Hawaii, I keep promoting because it's it's going to be fun this season with Chaminade coming into the mix and now HPU and all of the a lot of the local kids getting this opportunity now to play at the next level. And hey, you're talking to Division two and Division three student athletes here, so we're all about like you know that level of competition. Yes, all the opportunity that comes with it. We are joined in studio by HPU head skipper Dane Fujinaka. Uh, we will transition to talking about HPU and the HPU program when we come back on Wake Up in the Den. Wake Up in the Den with Kuulei Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kuulei Agbayani, Paul Brecht, and a fun show we got going on so far as we are joined by HPU Baseball Head Coach Dane Fujinaka. All right, so you touched about it touched on it a little bit in the previous segment but what was it specifically and about Hawaii Pacific University that you're like a hundred percent that's the job that I want now I think uh well obviously being able to come home you know being able to come home and I I, I've always wanted to I wanted to play at home you know uh, out of high school never got that opportunity um but uh you know even after college I I wanted to come home and I knew Hawaii was where I wanted to you know, live the rest of my life in. And, um, and that was a big factor, but I think just an opportunity to, um, you know, I, I'd been a manager, uh, in the Toronto Blue Jays organization at the Dominican level and had, uh, had some success and, you know, found that I was really enjoying the ability to, you know, manage a staff and manage a team. Um, so I think when this opportunity popped up, um, for me, it was it was like here's my opportunity to come back home to you know have a have a full time job and and be able, well I shouldn't say job because I you know I I really don't see it that way I think an opportunity to get paid doing what I love is you know really um, a no brainer I mean mm-hmm. I, I I I tell you know everyone this and I just 
I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, I get to coach these kids who are a great group of kids. And, you know, it just I look forward to showing up every day, practice, game, whatever it is. Um, and for a university who's, you know, uh, historically been been really good. You know, I have, have had big leaguers, Benny and Rico. And um, so I, I, I believe that there is a chance here to, to be really special um, because they have been in the past. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's why I chose HBU. Great. We've actually got a few text messages that have come in now. So if you guys have any questions about uh, the program or anything for Coach Dane, then be sure to text us at 808-888-5481. Question came in early this morning about the program. Says, can you talk about starting pitching rotation? Who are they? And describe their attributes. Also, how strong does the team look defensively, especially up the middle? And this is from HP Baseball Beach Surfer. Okay, well, I guess the for the starting rotation, I mean, it's it's kind of still up in the air. We you know we have about a month period before we get going uh, before our first game after winter break. So, you know, I I would probably say it's it's a it's between five or six different guys. We have a couple of freshmen, uh, Landon Rota from Santa Rosa, uh, or from Carter Newman High School up in Santa Rosa, um, who really stood out this fall. He's you know in the upper upper 80s low 90s really really a a guy that um we didn't expect uh to have this much of an impact this early on we knew he was going to be a good player um but just his feel his his presence um has really stood out he had a really good fall and i would say he's probably um in the running to be one of our guys uh shea blanchard another freshman uh from laguna beach area uh, another guy that uh is is a pretty mature pitcher uh, this early on has multiple pitches he throws for strikes and um, is a good competitor uh, and then we have Jack O'Brien who started mm-hmm. for us the last few years um, he had a really good fall good summer in the West Coast League uh, and and had had a good fall uh, we have a left-handed pitcher Luigi Albano Dito a junior college transfer um, kind of similar to Andrew Hawk if you guys remember him last year. Uh, not the same personality. Um, <laughs> not, I mean, not even close. Uh, there's only one Andrew Hawk, but um, pitchability is is very similar. You know, he's he's a guy um, that we can see. You know, giving a different look for us um, and really give us a, a, a chance. So I think between those four guys and then Shea Lake, uh, returner from last year, um, we'll have a shot as well to be in the rotation. Um, you know, so I, I think from a depth depth perspective we we have a little bit more starting pitching depth than we did last year which i'm excited about um you know i think a lot of it will come from younger arms which is uh really exciting to see you know we'll, we'll really find out um you know what we're made of i think on on the mound um and uh up the middle defensively i we're returning tj and and mm-hmm. nick geal um to you know all conference guys last year and we're really really reliable on defense um we have Noah Hata playing center field, uh, who he was an everyday guy last year. Lost DJ Stevens, um, but but Nunu, uh, really, really, really good defender in, in center field. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, besides that, I mean, we we brought in a couple of other guys. Uh, Caleb Milliken, who's a, a grad transfer from Laverne, uh, was an All Conference selection in the, in that conference, that Division Three conference. Uh, I'm sorry, not from Laverne. He's from uh, Pitzer. 
we have we have a Laverne transfer as well. But anyway, that conference, he's a phenomenal defender. Uh, he'll he'll be an everyday guy for us as well at, at somewhere either second base or left field. And then we're returning all of our catchers: Daniel Johnson, Ian Wolski, uh, Chase Taylor. We'll will be probably playing first base most of the time just to get his keep his bat in the order. Um, but from a position player standpoint, I mean, we returned a lot of the a lot of the main guys from last year. Um, and I think we've added in some some good pieces. You know, Skyler Agnew will play third base, uh, transfer from uh, uh, Grossmont in San Diego. Uh, he's had he was probably had the best fall out of all the position players. So really excited to see him, a left handed hitter. Did you get your tall guys? <laughs> so okay, so, wait. So I gotta explain this. To so I know we asked you this question on Sharks Weekly, but uh, for maybe some of our audience that doesn't <laughs> that haven't heard it on Sharks Weekly or don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> Coach Dane went viral on Twitter. It's like a million views or oh, something. Yeah. It's something crazy yeah. because a recruiting thing, which you 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 do very well on you know or X or whatever, saying that you were looking for specifically like you know, tall guy on the mound. And then you got all this like flack or hate in a way for like, Hey, what, what's, what, what's wrong with the undersized guys? Yada, yada, yada. Which is kind of ironic because if anyone ever actually knew about your roster or even knew you, like there is no way you have anything against undersized guys. It's just, yeah. you yeah, need to. Dane Fujinaka yeah. hates undersized guys. <laughs> yeah. You just uh, need to build your take, team and have look a at the little bit of a different right, thing. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, but no, so, that was funny. Yeah, it, I, I honestly did not see it coming. I mean, it was pretty unexpected the, the <laughs> amount of heat that I got. But hey, I mean, any any press is or any press is good press, right? Yeah, so exactly. that's the way I looked at it. But no, I mean, I, I the every time we step on a field, and you know, from this was from year one. I you know, the conversation with our staff was, gosh, we're we're just not as physical as our opponent, and you know, the last few years we've had to find ways to win. Um, not via the long ball, you know, not via pitching velocity, um, which are really, really important, you know, facets to the game of, of how teams are winning, you know, and um, not to say that's the only way to win, but it's nice to have some physicality on your team. Mm -hmm. So, you know, fast forward to, to the Twitter thing. I, you know, every few months or so, I'd, I'd always tweet out, you know, what our needs were and um, that's kind of honestly kind of been our niche in, in recruiting, especially being in Hawaii, you know, um, it, you know, none of the other Hawaii schools typically do that. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's a kind of way for us to stand out. And I kind of developed a following on Twitter when I was at Illinois state and, um, with the blue Jays. So, um, I've kind of used that platform to get attention for our program <laughs> and we've gotten players because of it. <laughs> you know, awesome. I've, I actually gotten a job off of Twitter. When that, that's how I got to the blue Jays. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've gotten player. I, Daniel Johnson was a guy who, um, reached out, uh, two summers ago from a Twitter post. I offered him from that. So, um, you know, we, we've had success and anyway, so I, I posted a tweet, um, because we had, we had gotten a few commits from local kids. And as we all know, you know, Hawaii boys are, are on your yeah. size. You know, yeah. that's, that's kind of what comes with being a Hawaii boy. You're, <laughs> you're, you're a scrappy, you know. Scrappy guy like myself, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and and you know we have to outsource if we want to get bigger guys. So, uh, yeah, the the tweet specifically asked for guys who are six three and up, 
And if you're a pitcher throwing over a certain, you know, I think it was 86 or 87 miles an hour to reach out and we'll bring you to campus. And if that, that is who you are and we'll offer you, um, well, you know, not a lot of people were, were happy about <laughs> that, uh, which is fine. Um, Sounds but like they didn't meet the parameters. They, they did not, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, um, you know, I, I, I thought it was funny. A lot of the, the tweets were, well, you, you know, looks like Nolan Ryan wouldn't be able to play for you. And <laughs> right. Well, he couldn't. He's not. No, nah, I'm just kidding. That, that's, that's definitely not it. Um, Jose Altuve. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, no, I we so we did actually get uh, a good amount of traction. I probably had, you know, 100, uh, 150 kids who met those standards reach out to me. And uh, we had five or six guys come out of campus uh, this fall, which, um, which was awesome, you know, and uh, anytime we can get kids in from the mainland to, to come in and check us out um, is always a plus so um, you know I was telling telling my team and my staff like you know I as much of a distraction as it was which you know I, I didn't like that part of it um, you know it did I think benefit our program as far as just exposure and getting kids to campus um, which is always a goal for us so um, hopefully we'll get we'll get a guy and and uh, we did sign a couple uh, guys recently uh, from Hawaii, actually, that Josh Rago, um, basketball player uh, for Kauai High. He's, he's a big kid. Um, and uh, in, our, in our previous class, Scott Armstrong, 6'5", uh, transfer, and Luigi Albano, like I was saying, uh, our, our uh, lefty, he's 6'4". So, um, you know, I, the idea behind it is just to get different looks, you know, mm-hmm. different release points, uh, make it – more a little bit more difficult on on opposing hitters um and they're not as comfortable in the box you know and i think you know uh naturally if you're a hitter you know seeing a bigger guy on the mound is a little bit more intimidating and and can create a little bit more deception um as a as a as a hitter so uh that's kind of what that was all about (laughs) (laughs) it was so funny like it really, really was so funny, and I didn't think it was a ridiculous ask because I didn't think so. I I think it was one of your assistant coaches might have tweeted it out. If not you, somebody put it out there. It's not my original thought, but it's difficult to get out to Hawaii in general. You don't want to waste people's time by having them fly out, go through this workout, waste a ton of money, and you sit there and you're like, this could can't play on this team, and he never had a shot to begin with. And then it feels like a waste of everybody's time and resources, and that is never what you want either. So, unfortunately, the the cold hard truth hurts at times, and <laughs> we we also talked about it. It's not like you are anti small guy, anti like if you look at the HPU baseball roster. I always like to use this um, analogy when it comes to talking about baseball teams and how you kind of want to build them like a basketball starting lineup where. You have guys of all different shapes and sizes who can do different things, and that's what creates a good baseball team. Guys who can play small ball, but also your three, four, five hitters who can knock the ball out of the park. You have pitchers who are deceptive. You know, lefties come from different points and, you know, different arm slots. And you also have a guy who can just stand up there and huck it at 94. <laughs> and. That's how you want to build a baseball team. Sometimes you already have some of those roles filled, and that's just the unfortunate part. There are so many opportunities in one singular program. So I never thought it was like a ridiculous ask or anything. So I'm glad it didn't turn into anything too crazy, and it actually got (laughs) you guys a couple of uh, 
new sharks to to come For on sure. in. Exactly. Yeah, that's I think. Oh, sorry. No, no, that's no. no I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, ultimately, it came down to just not wasting people's time and and money. You know, I, I it's so expensive to come out here, and you know, when kids ask like, "Hey, what you're looking for?" Well, that is what we're looking <laughs> for at the time. You know, whether you like it or not, that's that's what we have money for. Um, you know, I'm obviously not gonna recruit twelve shortstops, right? I'm, I'm I have you position needs. I have you know things that you know we as a coaching staff find easier to develop and. That had to had a lot to go into it too. Was, you know, as as a smaller undersized player, you know, I have a niche for developing guys, you know, skill skills um, versus you know developing a undersized guy, creating more tools for them. So, you know, that 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 I think our development style and um, what we're good at as coaches also goes into it. Um, but yeah, ultimately, we're looking for uniqueness. We're looking for variety. Um, we're looking to create, you know, a complete team. And we got to take our last break pretty soon. But before we go to break, uh, another text said, always good to hear Coach Dane talking baseball. Can't wait for the St. Martin's trip to play all the local D2s. But they say, go Saints. And it's an 808 number. So I'm assuming it's a I know a exactly local- okay. yeah, <laughs> I had a 100%. feeling. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We are joined by HPU baseball head coach Dane Fujinaka. And we got to take our last break. So we'll be right back on Wake Up in the Den. Back to more Wake Up in the Den with Ku'ule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. It's Wake Up in the Den, Ku'ule Agbayani, Paul Brecht, and we are joined in studio with HPU baseball head coach Dane Fujinaka. Having fun today, talking a lot of baseball. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, something we didn't get to ask you yet, though. Who is your, or maybe growing up, who was your favorite baseball player? And if it differs, who is currently your favorite baseball player? So, uh, all-time favorite player was Roger Maris uh, from the Yankees. I, I grew up, 61 was my favorite movie. Um, so, uh, he and 9 was my favorite number, and that's kind of the reason why. But I, I, I really liked that movie, and he became my favorite player. Uh, Hawaii, um, I played with Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Oh, he was yeah. my high school teammate, so... Um, definitely he's, he's my favorite current player. And, um, and what was the other question? Oh, no. Yeah. Just oh, going was up. Okay, who was okay, your favorite? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Are the Yankees you. your favorite Benny, team? No. Uh, actually, you know, growing up, the Braves were my favorite team. Um, but hmm. now I would say uh, obviously the Jays, since I worked for them and, um, uh, have followed them, you know, for the last few years. Uh, but I don't really have a favorite team. I just like to follow all the Hawaii guys and and root for those guys i was gonna say if you're a blue jay i blue jays fan it's it's tough because when you work in sports you start to lose that fandom especially once you work in the actual league itself like you did but i was gonna be like oh how was your reaction to the whole shohei sweepstakes (laughs) being that the rumor like obviously the rumors and i'm sure you know some people back up there still and uh, I'm sure they were freaking out up there and whatnot. How did you take in the whole Shohei sweepstakes just as a baseball yeah, guy? I, I actually thought the Jays had a chance to, to get him. Um, no, I didn't hear anything. They you, Typically, they keep everything sure in house. Everything um, under wraps. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was like, wow. I mean, if they get Shohei, they're going to be legit Crazy. contenders. You know? And um, yeah, I was, I was bummed to see it. But I mean, 
just what he's doing in the game is just ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's well, it awesome. It goes to back see. to what your dad's point was he the one who made you play baseball, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> baseball yeah. players make the most money. <laughs> CJ Stroud said it best, you know. Football players want to be basketball players. Basketball players want to be football players. And we all want to be baseball yep, players. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you don't you don't have to run as much all yeah. the time. You can just kind of It's just better. It's all around better. I mean, like this past season, right, they try to do um kind of like the they were talking to players while they're in the game and I'm like, All right, if you could do interviews while right, you know, the game right, is right, actually right. going on, yeah. then it's oh baseball. That's impressive that yeah. they can do that. I mean <laughs> I don't know how I, I would never let my players do that, but it's for them to be able to do that, it's hard. actually impressive how well, automatic their skills are. So baseball, and you can correct me if you think differently, uh, growing up it was always referred to me as you know the thinking man's game, right? And it was always because before the ball comes, you have to decide, all right, if it's to hit to my left, I have to go here with it. I'm going to do this. If it's hit to my right, I will do this with it. Behind me, it's this out to the outfield, and you're thinking about all the possibilities beforehand. So that's how I'm always thinking of it when they're interviewing these players. And I'm like, this guy's got 104 things going on in his head, and he's trying to answer <laughs> questions? What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. They're so skilled that it's just automatic. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. Well, and that's something you talked about at this recent USA Baseball clinic that you guys were able to put on, Kai Correa coming back, and you know, just being automatic with all of this stuff, being able to go back and fall back on your mechanics. And all of you guys, all of the coaches talked about that, where it really is almost more in baseball than anything, being able to fall back on your mechanics and on those, that feel is bigger. Would you feel that way? Would you yeah, say that? Definitely. I mean, I think it goes back to like your routines and habits that you create because baseball is such a, there's so many uncontrollables in the game, um, you know, so being able to to just be able to play freely without thinking, um, I think is ultimately what makes players really good. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it comes down to routines. It comes down to, you know, how automatic can you make that certain skill? Okay, we have a few minutes left. People hear me talk about it on the show a lot and promoting this upcoming baseball season and how exciting it's going to be, again, with Shamanad coming into the mix, the University of Hawaii playing all the local Division II schools. But I want them to hear it from you on what they can expect this upcoming season with, of course, HPU and just collectively, because like you said, that's why you love college baseball. It's just so competitive. Everyone's going, you know, it's different from the majors where sometimes you're just like when we watch NBA basketball, you're like, eh, do they care? Do they not care sometimes, <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, like just tell everybody why Division two baseball here is going to be so special this upcoming season. For sure. I mean, obviously the rivalry between us and, and Hilo has been, you know, back and forth for a really long time. And with Chaminade adding in, I mean, it's 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 so awesome for the state. I can't, you know, express that enough of, you know, local kids getting opportunities, you know. Um, and then just the more, uh, like, more opportunity for Hawaii people to come out and watch college baseball is just awesome. Um, so we're looking forward to, to that rivalry getting going here or, or starting back up, I should say. Um, but yeah, I mean, our schedule is, 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 uh, is going to be a really good one. We start off with bringing LA, Cal State LA and East Bay over to, to Hawaii and we play a five team tournament between the three Hawaii schools and them. Um, and then we'll go to Hilo, uh, bring over St. Martin's who also has a <laughs> lot of Hawaii people referring to your, your question, your previous question. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I think, and then we play, you know, UH and and um, and Point Loma and Azusa Pacific, uh, Fresno Pacific will come in. Um, so our conference is is extremely tough, and I think the team that you'll see from us is similar to last year. Um, just I think adding in maybe a little bit more physicality than we've had in the past. Uh, Coach Richie's done a really good job on on the development side of getting our guys to be a little bit uh, more physical so I think that added with the maturity that we have coming back um, the leadership that we've brought in um, and developed is is going to be an exciting brand of baseball all right a little less than a minute left final thoughts to promote HPU baseball yeah no come out I mean you'll see a, a, a lot of good baseball a lot of competitive baseball played with a lot of emotion um, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll be able to put a good product out there. So see and you guys out there. How can recruits get in touch with you real quick? Email, Twitter, DM, uh, text if you have my number, call. You know, I'm, I'm pretty active on social media, as you, as you guys know. <laughs> so uh, don't be afraid to, to shoot me a DM. All right. Well, thank you so much thank for you guys taking for having the time yeah. to join us for awesome. <laughs> for Paul Brecht Coach Dane. Oh, by the way, you will be able to watch this episode on our YouTube channel a little later on. But for Paul Brecht, for Coach Dane, I'm Kule Agbayani. Mahalo for listening. It's been Wake Up in the Den. Bye. Thanks, guys.